Welcome to Music You're Missing, the modern radio station. After years of working in radio, I realized something wasn't clicking. There were so many artists that mainstream media just weren't giving proper treatment to, so I sought to change that, and Music You're Missing was born. From just starting out to signed, this interview-style podcast highlights artists you don't want to miss. Follow along to the regularly updated Music You're Missing Spotify playlist to discover even more can't-miss tracks. You're listening to Music You're Missing. I'm Brendan Gennetti, and today we're in studio with Emlyn. Emlyn's music has racked up over 40 million streams in just this past year alone. She's had a bunch of tracks go viral on social media. And get this, Ones to Watch described her as oozing with confidence and power, enticing listeners to discover what other characters, interesting sounds, and sharp lyrics Emlyn has up her sleeve. When I asked Emlyn how she would describe her music, she very so eloquently put it as feminine rage. Emlyn is no stranger to music you're missing. She actually appeared on the show last year. She was the very first artist we interviewed after we signed to Big Night Media. And get this, we interviewed her the day before her debut EP released, and now she's coming in studio the final night of her first ever headlining tour. So we've been OG fans of Emlyn since the beginning, and I'm so excited to speak with her ahead of her show tonight at Sonia at the Middle East in Boston. But before I get Emlyn on the line, you've listened to podcasts before, you know the drill. If you're new here, this is Music You're Missing. We're an artist interview podcast and Spotify playlist that gets updated regularly featuring music and artists you don't want to miss. I definitely encourage you to head over to the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist because you can go find Emlyn's gorgeous face on the cover and some of our favorite Emlyn tracks streaming at the top of the playlist. While you're checking things out, it would be awesome if you could rate the Music You're Missing podcast five stars wherever you are listening to the Music You're Missing podcast. I know it's super corny to ask, but the more five-star ratings we get, the higher likelihood we get featured in editorial playlist, which means even more exposure for these killer artists. I'm not going to tell you to do anything else other than follow us on Instagram at Music You're Missing, uh, but that's pretty much it for me. I'm so excited to bring you Emlyn in the Music You're Missing studio. We're in studio with Emlyn. Hi. So How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here in I know. Boston. I'm so excited because so where we are, Big Night Studios, our very first episode in here was with you the day before you released your debut EP. And now yeah. we're back the day of <laughs> I, I've been having a hard time trying to enunciate this one. Yeah. It's the day of the final day of tour <laughs> yes. of your first ever headlining tour. Yeah, it is. Last day of tour. It's very sad for me. I know. And I asked you, I said, are you stoked? And you're like, no, no. what the fuck? <laughs> How has tour been? Um, it's been incredible. Like I, I have no other words to describe it. There's been like so many elements of it that I never could have imagined could have been as cool as they were. And just like spots on tour cities that went so hard that I wouldn't have expected. And just like, I mean, the experience interacting with fans and VIP meet and greets and also yeah. just hearing words sung back to me is like, absolutely out of this world yeah what yeah. was your experience like playing out before this tour the first ever headline joy did was in london funny enough and um we put this show up and it sold out in an hour and then wow. we upgraded it and it sold out in about two weeks and then we were just like let's just keep it there so i did my first show in london and it was 
insane. And then I did another one in New York City. But I also did a short little run opening for a great good final K. Wait, so that's huge. Your yeah. first ever headlining show being overseas. I know. Funny, right? What was going on where you knew London was the place to do that? I have no idea why. I mean, thank you, London. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, it's so crazy. I just, I, for some reason, my fan base like is super concentrated right there. Um, my album, Loneliest Bitch in America, actually debuted on Spotify in the UK too. Top 10 albums the week that it came out, which was insane. And we just like gathered data basically based on who, you know, pre-saved my song, streamed music and stuff. And it looked like there was just a ton of people in London. So we were like, let's give it a shot. And there you That's go. That's so cool. Yeah. So as you go through like different stops on tour, this is also one of my favorite questions to ask artists. Yeah. How are you seeing like how different fans react? For example, like a London fan versus a Canadian <laughs> fan. <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I feel like, um, like Chicago on this tour was insane. Like absolutely crazy. They're like, they've clearly got some pent up <laughs> shit that they're trying to get out. You know, um, London is like, on a whole other level in my personal opinion. I mean, like I say that so that like my fans know to step it up, you know, I'm like, I'm like, Hey, listen, can you beat London? Cause some, some artists are like, there's no city that's better. And I'm like, listen, you can go this hard. London's London was beat. insane. Like I had a VIP meet and greet for like 50 people. And I think like six of them had tattoos of my lyrics on them. Oh my gosh. like crazy. Dude, what's your most popular <laughs> tattooed lyric? It's usually the ballads on my albums. A couple of them are from the roof, like the outro of my first record. People would pay for this view. Another one was on my song Adulting on the most recent album. Yeah. It says like, if nobody told you today, you're going to be okay. And also a couple of people have like plot line tattoos and stuff. Yeah. That's so sick. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Like, wh how do you react when someone shows you a tattoo? I mean, it's <laughs> like insane. The first, I mean, I had somebody get a tattoo for one of my songs changed for me, like really early on before, like I had any virality or anything. And I was like, are you sure you want this on your body? <laughs> the thing that scares me, I think the most, like I, somebody in Chicago asked me to write out a tattoo for them. And typically like I give myself a couple tries, like on, on the internet, they'll be like, can you write this out for me? And I'll write it like six or seven times to make sure it looks like fine. I'm like, you understand this is going to be on your body forever. Like what if it looks terrible? I love that you probably care more than they <laughs> I do. do. <laughs> I definitely do. Yeah. It's, it's insane. I'm just like, it means a lot theoretically just to have like created something that somebody cares enough about to want to look at and think yeah. about for every day of their life. You know, honestly, you made an interesting point though, because like, it doesn't really matter the success you have with yeah. your music yeah. to get it tattooed. But I understand yeah. like, you know, if you didn't have like your moments before it is kind of odd, but I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, like it, that lyrics going to exist, whether you have 2 million followers or 12. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, it just means that it touched somebody, which is all I care about. Yeah. So. Any face tattoos yet? No, but I did sign some boobs on tour for once. Hell yeah. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> hey, you know what? I saw that you had your face on a billboard in Times Square. Yeah, it was that photo. I keep, every time I see this photo, now I think about it. It's, yeah. So many milestones <laughs> this year. I know. You're right. Very true. I was think, talking about it. I've been sharing a room with my opener on tour, who's also my best friends since Is I was like Natalie, 16. correct? Yeah, yeah. And we were just like, reflecting and talking about stuff. And I think she asked me, we were talking about whether this experience was the best of our lives. And I definitely like put it in the top. I was like, London was pretty amazing. And then I was like, Oh, there was a billboard too. And she <laughs> was just like, yeah, it's been kind of a crazy year. So yeah, it's amazing. So obviously a huge feat, huge accolade. Uh, Thanks. you know, you've been doing this for a while now, like how important are accolades like that to you? And like, how do you stay grounded when your literal face is on a billboard <laughs> in Times Square? <laughs> it's really funny actually. Um, 
I have such deep, profound respect and appreciation for um, Spotify in particular, who put my face up on the billboard. Like it's a moment that I think everybody dreams of, but I, I can't compare it to moments interacting with people who receive my music because having like a company or corporation, like put their stamp of approval means so much in the grand scheme of things, but also it, it's like non-comparable truly to like mm-hmm. somebody being touched by the music. So as incredible as it is, and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm doing something right. It's amazing out, out external validation. It's just like, it's just a bi- it's just a billboard. <laughs> I, mean, okay. like, I mean, it's not just a billboard, but it's just like, I think about it in context of like playing a show in front of 200 people screaming my name and watching them cry. And it's just like, maybe it's cause I'm more of an empath and I'm like connecting to people one-on-one feels more impactful to me. But like that, that is what matters the most to me. So much respect for like, you know, the recording Academy or Spotify, all these incredible music corporations that lift up artists, like without a doubt, it's an unbelievable, but accolades feel small in comparison to connecting with people. Cause that's all I've ever really wanted to do. Heck yeah. That's yeah. an awesome way to look at it. Yeah. I want to talk to you about your debut album, Loneliest Bitch in America. Specifically, I have a little game. Okay. Anyone that listens to your music, it's so clear that you've just got like some ferocious one-liners. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Oh, no, absolutely. I was at the gym yesterday and I was just listening to your music and it it got me going. That's like the best comp. A couple of people have said that on tour too. I'm like, man, like music that motivates you to move your body, Mm -hmm. another level. That is true. Although there, there is one line you have that, you know kind of does hurt me a little bit. Oh, okay. I'm sure you can figure out what it is. It's about podcasts, but anyhow, um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, <you're right. laughs> we but, can talk about that. If you want to unpack it, <laughs> if you feel personally attacked by it. No, I agree. I think, you know, there are too many dudes with a podcast yeah. and I'm not, I'm not giving hot takes on this. I mean, I can tell you my only hot take on it is just like, if I just feel like there's a lot of, a lot of men that are just like talking about stuff that they have no space talking mm. about and they're with their buddies. They're like, we should start a podcast and somebody in the room should be like, you could not. <laughs> you could send you a voice, could me- your voice right memo here. to your yeah. friend or something. Exactly. <laughs> that is funny. All right. Here's our game. So I got five lyrics from the debut album, okay. Loneliest Bitch in America. And I kind of want you to rate them like which one you think packs, like which one you think is like the most packs the hardest oh. punch. Okay, cool. So I'll cool. read through all of them and then I'll give you the cards. So, okay. of course, we've got God sent me as karma, baby. I'll fuck up your life. Nice. <laughs> I also feel like your delivery is going to help me make this decision. Okay. 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 I'm not one for knives, but please can someone hand me one? Mm. God damn. You make a woman want to murder a man. Mm -hmm. I can do even like a spoken word if you want. I like that. Thank you. Oh, (laughs) you should buy a mic. Start a podcast. Yeah. Oh, wait. Nobody asked. Yeah. It's actually even though wait, nobody asked. Fuck. Yeah, I mean. I'm going to blame Peter on that one, though. He had nothing to do with that at all. He's just my, scape, my scapegoat. Rapunzel, mm-hmm. that's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a princess. I'm a motherfucking queen. Mm-hmm. Not oh, your actually. princess. I'm a motherfucking queen. Love it. It's okay. you're getting like articles wrong i'm just being an asshole no i literally like genius this on my kitchen table um oh see now that's the problem because all the lyrics online are wrong and i even i did an ellipses too okay you're you're crushing when i see you now i'm like what the fuck yeah was i the loneliest bitch in america yeah the last one i feel like is important to write because it's very quiet in the song what the fuck was i the loneliest bitch in america the response is (laughs) yup That feels yep. like important to add in there. Dot, dot, dot. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. here they are. Okay. I'm going to need you to Ooh, rank them. The hardest, p- packs the hardest punch. Heart packs the hardest punch. <sighs> um, according to Spotify wrapped, the most quoted um, lyric 
ever out of all of mine was, um, I'm not your princess. I'm the motherfucking queen. I like that. Just making note of that. I just wanted to say that. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to rank it first. All right. So how many of these are there? There are five. Okay. So number five, we're going to start at the bottom because okay. I feel like that's important. Um, I'm going to give it to... Funny enough, I'm going to give it to God, send me his karma. Maybe wow. I'll fuck up your life. Number five. Because live, I have a whole nother take on these songs, which lyrics go the hardest. Like, I'm going to just go by based on that. And this one goes hard, but like the rest of the song, for some reason, just like pops off. Like, in particular... Um, the, the post-chorus gonna fuck up your yeah, life yeah. like John Tucker. <laughs> okay. So we're giving that to number five. Um, I'm going to give number four to just because out of respect for you, you should buy a mic start podcast, even though wait, nobody asks. Yeah. That okay. does go really hard live though. I can't lie to you. I, I do a lot of mic turning on the audience and they love to go. Nobody asked. So sold number four though. Thank you for the respect. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three, I'm going to give to. When I see you now, I'm like, what the fuck? Was I the loneliest bitch in America? Yup. Love it. But it's got something that's got to be in the middle, you know? If someone said that to me, though, I would absolutely yeah. cry. Yeah. Um, oh, these last two are tough. Okay. I actually think I'm going to le- leave. Um, number two is going to be, I'm not one for knives, but please can someone hand me one? Like that one live. I'm like... What for nice look can someone hand me one live? Everyone's like, ah, number two. And then that leaves us with the number one Rapunzel. That's not me. I'm not your princess. I'm the motherfucking queen. Cause right. Doesn't that just make you want to go? Yeah. And that's why it was the most shared. Exactly. Well, I love that. It's also on my merch. Quick not plug. Princess. Exactly. Quick plug. So while we were playing that, yeah. something came up. Oh, your vocals, by yes. the way, are like insane. Like I you... hope that it wasn't based on what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, while you were singing the lyrics, I was thinking of you singing them. And I like obviously watched a lot of live performances of yeah. you. You definitely like kill it vocally. Thank you. I'm here. And like, that's something that I feel like people kind of forget that you have to bring out on tours, like your yeah. actual <laughs> singing yeah. capabilities. The hard songs too. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that a lot. Thank you. So what is like vocal training look like for you? Um, admittedly I spent a lot more time prepping for tour physically because the songs are really vocally challenging but I move a lot on stage Mm -hmm. and so the combination of how much breath control it takes to belt combined with my like very active movement on stage required just like a ton of cardio prep (laughs) so I did a lot of I did like five days a week which is like you know my healthy balance of like cardio every single day leading up to it for I think two months prior and then um, I do vocal warmups, very short ones. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how much they're actually doing though for me. I think the biggest, I think I'm just getting used to singing my songs. What people forget as artists who write their own songs, I think is that like an artist writes the song, goes into the studio, usually the same day, records the song in increments. So they'll do like the verse first, then the pre, then the chorus, and then they don't touch it at all until they tour like they don't sing it like because no one's in I mean people listen to their own music that are artists but like I don't sing along to my songs so it's as if I'm having to relearn them especially when there's a new one in my set so I think that having had practice with my set just helps I'm getting more used to singing them Mm -hmm. but the toughest part for me is just the vocal elasticity where like I get really really high and having to come back down is always the toughest people are like I feel that my issue was I was the most pitchy actually on the lower notes because it's just hard to like get your range to a place where you can go really high and come back down 
Um, and I think it's just practice long, long answer short, just gotten me to the place where I can, I can do it a little bit better. Not perfectly still, but better. And honestly, that's just like part of the game. You got to learn as you go. And by the next time, flawless vocals only. Yeah. I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's tough. (laughs) So, I mean, we've already kind of discussed this year. We got the debut album. You've already released singles past Mm -hmm. and music videos past the debut album. And you're about to wrap your tour. So I'm curious, what else is next? Um, that's a good question. I'm thinking about my plan. My, my team and I usually get together and we try to come up with like a, a three year plan and then segment into two years. Um, my goal next year, I can't tell, I can't say confidently what is exactly going to happen because in this world of music and mm. how I tend to recklessly leak things, I put a plan <laughs> for it and it just goes off the rails. So, um, what's in store in terms of like what I plan is I really want to do more touring in Europe in particular. I want to expand there. Um, I'd love to play some festivals next year. Definitely another album. Um, what else? Yeah, I think, I mean, I just, it's so hard to be in the middle of tour and not be like, I I can't believe that this is ending. I just like, I want to keep doing it. I want to play more shows, but I guess Europe is on the mind and festivals are on the mind at this point. Okay. I'll be on the lookout. I think a festival would suit you so well. Is there like a dream festival you got? Um, I mean, I would love to do like Lollapalooza or Bonnaroo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that feels like more palpable and sooner i feel like coachella feels far (laughs) i don't know why (laughs) far but not too far (laughs) hopefully so similar vein and final question for you is final question i know can you believe it my gosh but don't worry we got a game okay (laughs) another one thank god (laughs) so is there anything in particular that you really want to achieve this year like not even like the festival like perhaps you want to do like a late night spot like you want to be on a certain playlist Mm. or maybe it has nothing to do with music honestly I feel like my goals and I, I don't mean for this to sound cheesy or to um, knock down the importance of accolades or playlists or any of those things like truly before I put out my very first album before anything went viral like nobody was paying attention I expressed to my manager who's like one of my really good friends too that the most important thing for me is to impact people and to have people walk away saying that a line or something like made them feel something. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that rings true, like, because that was my core starting point, it, it has never changed that as everything that's really cool continues to happen, the center most important thing to me is impacting people and affecting them. And so my only goal is to ideally continue to build a live fan base a virtual fan base you know where people hear the music and they connect with it and i can you know share in that expression and and exchange with them that's the most important thing so i hope to just build that element of it that's probably my goal i mean if people are getting tattoos of your lyrics already (laughs) i feel like you're you're already kind of doing that so congrats all right well i guess it's time to play a game 